Pandemonium Reigns. Pandemonium Reigns, all up in your business and ears. Appreciate you tuning in and hanging out with us. Coming to you today from the Casa de Tucker. Got the blurred background on if you're viewing on YouTube, just so you can't see what ma magic happens. If you know, you know. Uh, I'm Dan, he's Mike. Beautiful as always. Still no haircut. No haircut, baby. Still no haircut. Riding high. Approaching, approaching two years. Dude, that is outlandish. It is insane. I want to run my fingers through it so bad. Insane. So, <laughs> Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Make sure you like and subscribe as the channel on YouTube and the podcast platforms continue to grow. Make sure you're along for the ride. That is pandemonium. We are more than a, are we, wait, was the game on Monday? So much has happened in the world of college football <laughs> since this national championship game. It was Monday, right? What was Monday? Monday? It was Monday. So national champion. Michigan Wolverines defeat the Washington Huskies. And we were all here for it, man. Like, put it yeah. in your veins. A little on the disappointing end. I mean, as far as, you know, entertainment purposes. But I think what we're going to do <clears throat> throughout this conversation is talk about how this national championship game and these participants affect college football going forward and how it might change the perception of the 12 team playoff going forward and just stuff like that. So, you know, on surface level, my man, what do you, what did you take away post Monday night? Yeah. Um, so much talk when you look through social media, wherever you go for your preferred brand about it being a disappointing game about the teams not being good or what have you, stuff like that. And I'm just like, it wasn't what we thought it was because we all expected, you know, some sort of Washington versus Texas offense in there somewhere. Um, but it was, a, I mean, it was a touchdown game halfway through the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. um, kind of like if you'll remember in the Rose Bowl when Alabama had, I think at least two, if not three drive opportunities to go basically put it out of reach. Uh, before Michigan tied the game, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, or took the lead. Um, you know, Washington had that many chances to tie the game. That had at least a couple to tie the game. We're never able to do that. Massive credit. And, and you know, you never what you, you just don't know who's going to have the strongest strength when we come through a season like we come through in college football and we see dominant team portions, such as Washington's offense, Michigan's trenches, and they obviously ruled the day. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm so many miles away from thinking it was this lame game. I mean, it, it got out of hand a little bit at the end. It, it's not. It wasn't a 21 point you know beatdown. It was a 21 point win because Michigan really flexed as the game went on. Is what is really what happened. And Phoenix was you know at that point struggling to just walk. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I mean that Michigan front was outrageous. Outrageously good. Uh, and I like how you mentioned that for the longest time it was really a seven-point game when it felt like that gap was much larger. Now, that's you know? true. Yeah. I mean, it felt like Michigan was in control in almost every element of the game. Now, what we're not, not going to do, I should have interjected with this or led with this anyway. We're not going to get into the officiating unless you just absolutely want to. Uh, I mean, we can summarize it by saying don't think calls went both ways. Agreed. But it is what it is. I think that's what we're just going to have to accept in the sport. So anyway, with that said, you know, moving on, felt like the gap was much larger. Seven-point game for the longest time. I think 
what surprised me most is that even though it was a seven point game for the longest time, Washington was able to keep that margin with a total inability to put the ball on the ground and totally relying on Michael Penix to try and win this game. Now his, his numbers were not good, but I don't think that the stats are an indicator of how valuable he was to that offense and how much they were having to rely putting the ball in the air. And I'll, I'll say one more thing before I turn it over to you. When the big play was there for them, they it looked so unnatural. Like yeah. there wasn't there wasn't a smooth connection and pitch and catch. You know the the one time that they that they did um, connect, I believe it was to Jalen Polk. It just looked very, gosh, middle schoolish as far as pitch and catch. If that, if that makes sense, it didn't it didn't look natural. But I mean, he wasn't hitting stride. You know, just just stuff like that. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Hundred percent. Yeah, and it, it's it it was a little. I I don't know the word because it it was uh it looked familiar because they would just they would motion certain ways they would get Odunze or Polk or McMillan. And and usually Odunze, it seemed like running just vertically with someone passing him off to no one, and he, Phoenix wouldn't have the time. He would overshot shoot just a little bit, or you know when he did have the time, Will Johnson said not this time, or you know he would ha- have a lot of contact. I will, I'm not dying to go into the officiating either, just because I I don't think it's really worth it. Um, and then they did hit one play. There was a pretty unfortunate hold called compared to some of the ones that weren't called. On yeah. Washington's offensive line, a really but, impactful hold call, yeah. But it was just very disjointed, and I think that's where disjointed, you know, well worded, yeah, yeah, super disjointed. They just didn't look like themselves at all, and I think that's where, it, it, to me, it's just got to be the beef and the strength and the speed of 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 Michigan's defensive line. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say that they probably they probably looked at Washington winning the Joe Moore Award after Michigan winning it the past two years in a row. And said over our group, um, let's. We got some words to say about that. We're going to show them on the field, and they did that very efficiently. Yeah, I can see that. I would also add on and say this was Washington's first appearance this decade, and Michigan's third. So there's going to yeah. be a little bit more comfort there for Michigan. Obviously, yep. first Natty appearance this decade, first ever Natty appearance in the playoff. That's probably what I should have said. So I think that had something to do with it as well. You know, the just just the inexperience and not being there, not even making the trip to a semifinal game. But what's funny is, you know, as soon as I say that, my mind goes to, well, they showed no signs of that against Texas. I mean, none. Yeah, I mean, uh, and again, and we talked. We ever, it's like we have the same conversations about teams. And with with Michigan, you know, it's the trenches, it's it's Corum, it's it's those guys. With Texas, it was the receivers, the the pass game, and their front seven, and how good it was. So that's kind of what's bizarre, um, you know. And and look, I think Michigan's secondary, I think the world of them. I think they could have been a huge part of it, and taking away some of the quick throws or Phoenix not seeing some of his. You know, other reads opening up, and yeah, and and Washington's offensive line just not being able to hold up. Um, I want to ask you 
what do you think? Do you think if there's a totally healthy, and, and I'm asking this because I don't think there was a lot of room to operate still, but if Johnson wasn't banged up coming in, Dylan Johnson, if he didn't have that early, got you know, he got landed on right on his ankle early in the game and he was super emotional on the sideline. Yeah. How do you think the game plays out if those things don't happen? Because to me, there just wasn't a lot of room with what they did. Yeah. Uh, the running lanes weren't there. The running lanes weren't there. And you could you could really argue that and say, well, look at the Donovan Edwards big run. Like he runs right into a brick wall and has the speed to actually correct himself That's true. to the right side B gap and be gone. Could Johnson have done that? I don't know that there were holes there, period. Agreed. All, even even accidental holes. So yeah. that's my take on it. I just don't think that I'm not going to sit here and say that Michigan's approach was we're going to make you beat us through the air. That would be dumb, I think. Yeah. Maybe they're that confident and arrogant, but <clears throat> to answer your question, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here. No, uh, the the lanes were the the grass was not there. It wasn't sure there. wasn't. So, it sure wasn't. Let me throw another one back at you. <clears throat> okay. So this is this is more of a thirty thousand foot view at this whole thing. Now it wasn't it wasn't a, a disappointment as far as total entertainment, right? I mean, it, we've seen worse. Oh yeah. Which which leads me to this question: If last year is not a sixty three to seven final, right? Yeah. Are we looking at this one differently? Going, man, what a bummer. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we probably are if if Michigan does get past TCU and even, you know, we have a Georgia Michigan 2021 repeat where it's like, you know, 30 to 10 or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if we have something like that, we're probably and, and the fact that we're still we're still having people say, you know, what a what a bummer of a game, what a how how bad the teams looked. I just can't I cannot go with that one, how bad the teams look. If you want to talk about the quality of the game, that's one thing. We're probably we're probably talking about this very different. Uh if we had any better of a game last year than we got. I mean, I don't know about you, and I don't remember our conversation after the Natty last year, but I didn't watch any second half of that game at all. Um, I, I don't know that I watched all the second quarter because it was it was that's when it was really breaking open, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But yeah, we're probably having a different conversation. Uh, you know, if, if last year gave us a good game or a closer game, about we need better next year or something like that is what we'd be saying. I'm in total agreement with you. I think that I think that 63 to seven final is why the conversation amongst. Alabama or Florida State was so heated, so argumentative, um, debated so thoroughly. I, do, I, 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 I mean, it's in a way, man. I just fumbled those words. In a way, Georgia LeBron our sport. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As far as broke it a little bit. I mean, and now we're looking to an expanded playoff to say, well. 12 teams is going to fix. It's going to, it's going to fix that. It's going to make sure it never happens again. And I, I just, I think it's totally ludicrous. So this is going to segue well into the next portion of the conversation. I mean, if that's your argument, I'm going to need you to explain to me why most, most of the semis throughout the playoff era were trash. Yeah. I mean, tell me how we're not getting more of, and <laughs> 
whether, whether this specific coach that I'm about to, you know, catch up and all this gets in and, and fixes some of his issues, we'll see. Uh, but tell me why we're not going to have more LSU-Oklahomas and Alabama-Oklahomas and whoever played Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Tell me why we're not going to get more of those games where half of their team is MIA, their defense, obviously, in Lincoln Riley's case. I mean, tell me why we're not going to get more of those matchups. I mean, sure, we'll have some maybe okay games if you look at, like, you know, what we're going to have four, five through 12 playing and, and four get a bye. Is that correct? That's my understanding. So maybe somewhere in that, you know, eight, nine, ten range, we get a quality game. But think about how different those teams can be if someone slips up early in the year a couple times or, you know, they just have a super tough schedule and you get a really good team in that spot, they're mm-hmm. going to murder someone mm-hmm. and get an opportunity that's created by devaluing our regular season like we've talked about all along. Yeah, you. So, so you mentioned the Alabama-Oklahoma semis. I forget what year that was. Uh, Kyler Murray, Josh Jacobs, that 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 round is that what you're talking about? Okay, yeah. So in this expanded playoff, first round is home turf, lower seed turf. So now, like, we're not talking about neutral site anymore. So imagine Kyler Murray and company in Tuscaloosa in a playoff game. I mean, th- th- those those fans are. Bonkers, uh, more more than I uh, listen. Tennessee fan here, more than the third Saturday in October home game. You know what I'm saying? More than more than Alabama. That's that's. I think you're talking about a whole another absolute world of hair on fire. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, we'll talk. You're talking about whenever, whenever, whoever these games are. It's automatically the best game played at that place. I don't care if it's Bryant Denny Stadium. I don't care if it's Neyland Stadium. I don't care if it's Austin Stadium. I don't care if it's you know the Big House. Yeah. The 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 Horseshoe. It's the best game, biggest game ever played in that stadium automatically by default because a natty is on the line. A trip to continue yeah. in the postseason. Yes. And and get into the next round of the playoffs is on the line. The fans will be inconsolable every bit of the way. I mean, coin toss. Yeah. Flip out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I, I just don't, I don't see how, oh man, how a f- moving from four to 12 solves anything. Matter of fact, I could make a case for you that the BCS this year would have gave us the exact same outcome. It absolutely should have. I mean, it's, it's just so frustrating. It feels like, inclusion for the the base you know just to include teams is all it feels like it doesn't feel like fixing anything um which you know inclusion for strictly inclusion purposes doesn't do uh, yeah. it creates participation trophies and things like that and i'm sorry but I, I don't need to see this year's liberty and all those boise state teams playing for a national title where they're at right now i just don't need to see it yeah i mean i am not one of those that says bowl games don't matter I'm not one of those, nor do I believe in transitive property, so I hope I don't con- contradict myself here, but take Oregon and Liberty bowl game this year in a bowl game that didn't matter, right? Air quote, air quote, yeah. and look at the outcome that you got. And it's not because of, you know, they weren't playing for anything like that. I'm just roster comparison. And then you're going to take that game and put it in Austin Stadium? <laughs> Come on, dude. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. 
What do you think? <clears throat> All right, so hang on. Let me just go ahead and do this. At the time of this recording, Kalen DeBoer sounds like headed to Alabama as the next head coach. So let me go ahead and put that out there. Obviously, by the time you're listening to this, it's not going to be a spoiler. But because <clears throat> this news is going to be everywhere. Pretty sure Fox Sports, uh, Christian Radio is reporting this right now. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> um, this playoff between, excuse me, this national championship between Washington and Michigan with the absence of an SEC contender in this, how do you think this affected the perception of the playoff system? You know, what what kind of conversation, what kind of leverage does it give the expansionists? What kind of leverage does it give the anti-expansionists? Does, does all that make sense? You get what I'm saying? Like, how do you think that 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 maybe helped our cases as those who were not expansionists. Yeah. Uh, I think I get what you're saying. And just, you know, if I get off track, let me know. I think this, this really hurts the expansionists. I mean, I, I just don't see how it doesn't. And of course I'm biased in the sense that I want the regular season to mean everything. This is like mm-hmm. the last sport where that's still the case. If you, I mean, truly think about it. Yeah. You know, I think it hurts the expansionist because who was, you know, ultimately number five went to Florida State, which was crazy because they dropped Georgia five places. And I'm not saying, in fact, I've got some conversation I'd like to have in a minute about Georgia. I'm not saying Georgia should have been five, FSU should have been six. I'm not saying that. Now, do I think Georgia could have competed for a national championship? Of course, but I want your national, yes. your, your regular season games to matter. So, you know, number seven, number eight, I don't remember, but I just don't exactly who they were. I mean, it was some form. You're getting into Ole Miss, you're getting into Missouri. Penn State, State was around 10. Think, Ohio State was, of course, yeah, with one uh, with one loss at the time was there. And I just don't think you need to begin if you can't win your games that are on your schedule, you know? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what will be the – what will be the incentive now to schedule difficult even, you know? And it's already been a challenge to get teams to do that. Uh Sorry, but Michigan scheduled this year. Now, understanding that they had a cancellation somewhere along the way over the past couple of years, and it will be played next year with a little less fanfare with Washington. You know, things happen. They absolutely happen. But what's the incentive now to schedule tough? I mean, seriously, it. There, on the one hand, if you take the loss, you're still going to have a chance to get in. You win that game, but wait, you might actually have a rematch with that team, like like we talked, you know, potentially have with Texas and Alabama. What's the benefit of scheduling tough? None. There is none. none. So I mean, it's it's really high risk, low reward. Yeah, and and not only you know is the regular season getting devalued by how you can get in the playoffs, but it'll take to me it could take further hits because it's going to be like well we're already playing eight non conference games, we're already playing a tough you know regular season schedule conference schedule why why add a top five top ten top fifteen opponent if we don't mm-hmm. need to. Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. until until we get to a place where those games aren't scheduled 10, 12 years in advance, I don't know what you really do about it anyway, other than hope and pray and, you know, not schedule only no-name teams as a practice. But I don't see the incentive of it for the big school or for any big school, and I just don't know why you do it. I'm with you, man. And I would, I would challenge those who said <clears> – <throat> You know, Washington is is a team who needs a 
spot playoff in order to ever have a chance. Cincinnati is uh, – the proof is in the pudding, is it not? It is in the pudding. Uh, I I just – I cannot wrap my head around this best team concept of, you know, again, I I know that we've done this and we're basically on the hamster wheel at this point. According to who? Best team according to who? According to what? Okay, okay, let's do best team according to your resume. According according to did did you win your games? There I mean, you because I mean, best team is so subjective. The best team doesn't always win the game. So you know what? Have a clear cut, you know, standard and you, entry you just into walked, the playoff. You walked right into my points, and this is primarily targeting Georgia. Not many apologies going to come from me right now. Okay, you just walked right into it. Okay. Since Saban arrived in in Tuscaloosa, okay, let's let's give it 2009, 2010, just for him to have a couple years to really get the thing rolling. He's got a natty. 2010, they're loaded again. But, you know, at that point, they had not been in that position before of being the hunted team like they were at that time, right? All right, tell me a point after 2009, 2010, before Kirby got mm-hmm. to got to Athens, where so Alabama wasn't the most. and 15? Sure. Uh, or, you know, give Kirby a couple years because he, he didn't walk into a bad situation either. But at what point was Alabama in that stretch not the most talented team in the country on paper, in, re- in recruiting standards? At what point? You, I mean, you could argue 17. I mean, I mean that, that's the only time that I, I could look at on paper and say, all right, Alabama – or excuse me, Georgia might have a better roster here on paper. Maybe. But Maybe, 11 yeah. – mm, I mean – 2011 LSU was just, I mean, don't get me wrong, NFL dudes on that roster, but I'm going to look at schematics and their scheme and how ancient it was, you know, stuff like that. So maybe an argument, what, 12? There's, I don't think there's any argument. 13, on paper, Alabama's a better team than Auburn. They just are. I, yep. I mean, I mean, if you're going for pure entertainment, which is th- this, which is not what should drive the sport, if you're going, if, but if you're looking at th- th- that lens, Alabama, Florida State's, Probably a more captivating matchup, even yep. though it turned out to be really good. But if you're asking me to pick Alabama, 2013 Alabama, Florida State, probably going Alabama. 2013 Alabama or Auburn, I'm going in Auburn and saying, duh, Alabama. I mean, um, Auburn is just they got they got magic in a bottle. Yeah, 14. Man. Alabama ran into uh, a, a freight train of Ohio State at that time, who was just, I mean, you, you go into March Madness, right? The hottest team. That's what Ohio State was. I mean, they were just so hot. It was just like, oh, not that quarterback? Not that one either? Okay, cool. Cardell. Uh, star, a star-studded roster as well. 15? I mean, I, I mean, you get my point. So I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. I mean, And you just highlighted for me, which I already know and remember, they didn't win every national championship from the year he got there. They didn't do that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So should they have played for every national championship or should they have won their games to get there? I mean, I mean if you're if if you're gonna build the tournament or the playoff based on, you know, how well you recruited, yeah, they're gonna have the one seed. And I got another one for you, okay? Uh Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Okay. Now I'm not saying I'm because the NFL is a different monster. I'm not saying they were the most talented team every year. Now they were loaded for 15 years. And, and Brady is going to be hard to argue as the GOAT because of the titles and the wins and mm. you name it, okay? I got to have right. an argument. 
Sure, I, I'm I'm cool with it. I don't even, I don't even care at this point because <laughs> it is what it is. You know, he's tough to argue because he is who he is. And they were loaded. They mm. had so, they had such good defenses every year. I mean, yeah. they had Randy Moss. They had Gronkowski. You know I me. Mean? They had everybody. Now, when they when they burst onto the scene and they won their first couple Super Bowls, did they win every one of, one of them until Brady left town? No, no, because. They lost Let's, their games. Let me let me summarize your point this way. In 2007, were the Giants the better team? My God, I almost cussed on here for the first time. <laughs> no, not even close. No, they close. weren't. They weren't. That's why not on the field close. Res- that's a great example why on the field results have to matter and have to carry weight. All right, we have and, and we've and that sounds like I'm arguing. Said we weren't going to do. <laughs> you're correct. That sounds like I'm arguing for expansion. I'm not. You just got to win your freaking games, and that's yeah, all I'll say games. about it. I, I think you know you reminded me of that when the last time we talked about this. It's just it's simple: win your games, especially if you don't play anybody else in the regular season. Win your games, and there you go back to Florida State scheduling LSU, having Florida every year, whatever. All right, let's let's talk about let's talk about Michigan for a second, and then let's wrap up this episode. Michigan. So as at as of this moment. <clears throat> Kalen DeBoer is in at Tuscaloosa. Jim Harbaugh is still the guy at Michigan. It's been 26 years since Michigan has hoisted the trophy, and the last time they did it, it was in the AP era when they were sharing titles, so they weren't even the outright champion. Pretty sure they split it with Nebraska because Tennessee got tallywhacked by Nebraska. Man, what does this mean for Michigan going forward for the Big Ten going forward. Uh, Big Ten can now do this thing where they go, look at the playoff. We bookended the four-team playoff. We were the first and we were the last. Yeah. Uh, and sorry, I, I spaced out somewhere along the way. What, what does it mean for Michigan, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's everything for Michigan because, I mean, there's not, there's not many points in time. There's probably zero moments in time after Richrod, you know, between Richrod and Harbaugh, where I'm like, yeah, they're they're going to find their way back. You know, they're not even if they had a good year, they're not they're not that far from. Like, I just didn't think they would get to this point again. Yeah, um, I especially didn't know that they would do it. You know, seeing some of Harbaugh's struggles along the way, how long it took him to beat Ohio State, which I'm here for always. I'm always here for that. Yeah, um, I, I just didn't know that they could get back to this place, especially doing it in an older school way, which, you know, yeah. I guess the message there is uh, defense still wins championships, especially when you have an offense capable of some of the things they were. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of kind of surprised because I didn't see it in their cards. Uh, gives me hope as a Tennessee fan because I know what happened after they had theirs in 97. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. you knew we'd get there. Uh, gives yeah. me hope that, heck, I mean, who I guess if, if they can get back, it gives me hope that pretty much anyone can. Now we've talked about what it might take for Nebraska to ever get back. I don't. I don't know mm. there. That that might be Different an exception animal. with with geographically where they're at, what's happened conference wise, all that. But yeah, I mean, I just there's there's not many points in time where I was like, yeah, Michigan can probably get back to being a title contender, being old school Michigan, looking like the program that's won the most games in this sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't think there was many times they would do that, and here they are with one of the craziest individuals in the country coaching their team. I hope he stays. I like him. I enjoy him. Um, 
And I think he'd be pretty crazy to leave on the heels of a national championship unless they're just going to get smashed by the NCAA or something like that, you know? You know, it's funny that you say that because I think a lot of people are looking at him saying, if you're going to go, now's the time, you know, right out into the sunset, uh, a champion. But That is true. You know, it's. I think it's funny that out of all people in this world who like Jim Harbaugh, Michael Walker is one of them because he's got ah. some. He's got some major cringe to him. You know, going out and and throwing balls pregame natty with gloves on, and <laughs> you know, being in practices with no shirt and saying stuff like "Who's got it better than that?" Like I, I can't look. I can't watch when they do that mess. Yeah, it's it's, it's so cringy. And then Michael Walker's like, you know. Kind of like the guy. Like you're saying, so I think weird. it's all about where he's at. It's all about where he's at. If he was at Ohio State, bro, I would be institutionalized this week. Well, then, then I'm going to need at some point, maybe off off recording explanation why this doesn't apply to Dabo and Clemson. So I'll need that at some point. But we're going gotcha. to begin to wrap this thing up. I want to I want to begin to land with his remarks regarding JJ McCarthy. And something that you and I have previously talked about, how he basically says he's one of the greatest of all time uh, to come through Michigan or, or however it's worded, whatever. J.J. McCarthy, 10 for 18 in the national championship game and a buck 40. <laughs> yeah, tough it. look. Tough look for that statement he made about the best to come through there. We've we've debated what it was a couple yeah. of times, what he said, and we've talked about what he said. Tough yeah. look. <clears throat> Again, I didn't think we would see national champions win games like that. Um, And he had, you know, he wasn't terrible, but he was certainly off at times and they were determined. And look, after the first quarter, I wouldn't have thrown the ball again. I'd have done that Penn State thing again. I really would have. But they were determined and they were, you know, clearly capable of winning that game on the ground and very sparingly using their their pass game, uh, which is crazy. And again, I thought Mm. we were heading the other direction so, so quickly of offensive and, you know, wizardry on the basketball on grass, all that. Yeah. And and like I said, defense and old school football won a championship and sure. Yeah. I don't hate it. No, man, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for what you're saying. I would like to give my input on this and say, man, I think this is going to be massive for Michigan. Assuming Harbaugh stays. Exactly. Time this up, time this national championship up with the departure of Nick Saban. Everybody's road to the playoff just got easier. Now, now your greatest feat is Georgia, right? It, it certainly looks that way. So Harbaugh has done this thing where, you know, all the entire offseason, it was it was beat Ohio State, beat Ohio State. Well, they did it. They did it again. They are like, all right, uh, you know, uh, get to the natty. Get to the natty. Now win the natty, whatever. Beat Georgia, put it on the whiteboard, circle it, underline it, right? You know, Ohio State, until they can get this Q thing figured out, they don't, they don't scare me in the immediate future. I'm going to assume that Kirby's going to continue to do what he has been doing. Yeah. So, you know, a national championship, and you can now look at these recruits coming out of high school saying, we've done it. We 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 beat Saban's last game. He took an L to us. Who's got it better? Okay, I can't believe I just did that. Um, <laughs> so th- there's a whole new set of pitches that you can now give to recruits with, with such confidence. It's no longer we're going to get there. We're going to do it. It's – we have done it, and our national championship head coach has has chosen to stay. Right, we are the all time winningest program. Uh, we are now, you know, the blue bloods of this sport again. We've we're back, and proof is in the pudding. You know, Washington was a prolific offense. Look what we did. 
So now you can go into the recruits of these IMG Academy defensive linemen and say, look what we did. And, and you're next in line. It's no longer we think. We believe we can, chugga chugga. It's you're what we need to get there. And now it's like if you're gonna come and we're gonna do it again. That's what it there is. You go. There the you pitch go. changes overnight and there's nothing better than that. Yeah, yeah. And Saban's gone. The road's easier now. So I I, I think if you're Michigan, you're a Michigan fan, you I think you're praying to hold on to Harbaugh. I, I think you well. Tuscaloosa, there's a new coach in Tuscaloosa, but now this is going to set this whole thing in motion as far as the coaching carousel goes. And if you're Michigan coming off a national championship, do you really want to be in that conversation of coaching carousel? And you you don't. You just no. don't. So no. uh, I like the trajectory of Michigan here on out. I would I would be real excited if Penn State can hang on to Franklin. Obviously, Day's going to stay in, in, in Ohio State, but I would be real excited if, if Jonathan Smith is all he's cracked up to be in East Lansing. And if Fickle can get it going, Wisconsin, the, the the additions of Oregon and Washington, USC and UCLA into this conference, if Michigan just look at that and say, eh, whatever, do what you want to do, Natty Champs, come play for a national championship program. Any closing thoughts, man? Yeah, not really, man. I just, you know, I think we've pretty well covered it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was. I'm looking forward to the next episode where we get to talk about, you know, what's going on in Tuscaloosa and whatnot and how it's going to affect the rest of the world. But appreciate you hanging out with us, talking national championship, even though there wasn't a ton of game conversation. Uh, I wanted to talk more about how it affected the sport overall. And I thought the participants that were Washington and Michigan were right for the sport. I thought a wish Washington win would would do better for the sport and just saying like Washington look is like 12 4 whatever whatever so uh, anyway again appreciate you guys for hanging out with us tuning in uh, make sure you hit like and subscribe on the video as always we love you I'm Dan he's Mike this is Pandemonium Reigns God bless and go balls GBO Pandemonium Reigns